0: When I first heard Rwanda's president, Paul Kagame, speak about Africa's filthy street as being a poverty mindset, I was really intrigued because I simply could not relate the two. But as I listened and read more about it, I realized what he said was true. Would you dump your trash or garbage on your bed? No. Any human being normally wants to live in a clean environment. Even those living in dump sites will move trash around to find a place where they can lay down and sleep. Hi, my name is Faustina, F-O-S-T-I-N-A, money as in cash but spelled M-A-N-I. I am the Global Trade Engagement Director at Better Grains. I'm also the founder of a marketplace called Mothers of Africa Mobile SoCo. I believe Africa can feed itself. I believe Africa can profit from agricultural trade. And that is why I am championing for a markets revolution that favors Africa. So. Why are Africans so quick to throw to throw away trash anywhere? The truth is because we see it at someone else's problem and responsibility. Visiting Nairobi's dump site did something to me. It bothered me and caused me to think of ways to reduce my trash and garbage. Nairobi, like most urban African cities, is faced with people with complete disregard to where they throw their trash. Yet are the first ones to complain when the sewer sewage is blocked and access to their homes is flooded. Speaking of sewer system, there was a time bus sewer system over and ran on the streets of Nairobi. Things have since improved with new road constructions and improved water drainage systems. Unfortunately, Nairobi's residents have complete disregard for the sewage system and it's not unusual for people to throw their trash inside the water drainage systems. Why? Because they don't care and often think of it as someone else's problem. Even for those organizations who pay for garbage collection services, never really care to think about where is the trash being dumped. Whenever I see someone throw away trash, I'm very quick to get offended. And if within my reach, I normally ask them, if your mother was the one cleaning cleaning up the streets, would you freely trash the streets? Of course, they get embarrassed. But then they just disregard. This is a huge problem in Africa. Yet in many Western cities, it's not an issue. And I cannot help and wonder, why is Africa different? so the more i began to see dump sites similar to nairobi's dandora dump sites in many african urban cities i i got more bothered so i decided to deliberate to be deliberate in reducing the amount of trash that i throw out and also began recycling waste waters and that is how my amazing journey of urban farming began my first step was to reduce the amount of water waste running down my drainage system into the sewage system. It was my small way of thinking of how I'm going to reduce water waste running into Nairobi's sewer system. So I started collecting the wastewater from my washing dishes and laundry and simply started pouring it on my grass. When I realized how much water I was dumping on my grass, I decided to use it to grow fruits so i started collecting seeds from any fruits that i ate before long i had collected mango seeds custard apple seeds orange tree orange seeds which i planted into plastic bottles yes plastic bottles because i was very bothered and continue to be bothered by the amount of plastic bottles we, we throw out while there are various initiatives for recycling the plastic bottles in our, in our products, I still felt I was, it was important that I do my part. I know there are various initiatives where they are collecting plastic waste and, and converting them into different materials, but I still felt that I needed to do something. And so I decided to use the plastic bottles to grow my fruit seedlings. My first attempt failed because it takes a while to form a habit. But I kept trying and in the process I managed to grow five mango trees, three avocado trees, one custard apple tree. A purple tree and a lemon tree sprang up from where I was dumping my waste water on the grass. The journey was not a smooth sail there were many mistakes especially with regard to agricultural husbandry i did not know that trees especially fruit trees do require a provider and a protector role that is similar to that of a husband hence the term agricultural husbandry yes trees do require someone to not only provide them with proper nutrition in addition to water but also, to ensure that the fruits the trees are free from diseases and especially termites that are co- by consistently examining the roots to ensure the fruit tree stems are not under attacks from pests. I since learned that trees, especially fruit trees, do communicate through their leaves. the realization of of my success finally came one day when I realized my trash was so little that it kept on being blown away, ending up on my neighbor's pile. I honestly had not realized how much progress I had made. And at that point, I had to let my garbage collector know that I would no longer be paying for garbage collection because simply I had nothing to throw away. My journey to a clean Africa has seen me become an African ABBA farmer. Now, that is how my nigh girl gone gone farmer story began yes i'm a aerobic girl who's gone farmer in an urban city being an urban farmer has been wonderful i have learned a lot I have failed a lot, but I've also enjoyed amazing foods that have caused me to start my path of planting more fruit trees, not only in cleaning up Africa, but also as my contribution in the reduction of greenhouse emissions. That is how I am contributing towards global warming and climate change by reducing reduction of carbon emissions. When I visited the Dandora Dam site, which is Nairobi's largest dam site, I could not breathe. The horrible smell, not to mention the pollution that left me with a headache that lingered for hours. That day, waste management could no longer be other people's problem or the government problem. I had to take full responsibility for contributing to the problem. Paying a few Kenyan shillings was simply paying someone to expedite the problem. In this series of Naiga Gone Farmer, I hope to inspire you to start your own do-it-yourself project on cleaning up your environment by eliminating your trash and using wastewater in agriculture. Imagine if each and every one of us took up this challenge. Africa would not only be clean, but would be food secure. A compost pit is the second element of my Clean Up Africa effort. I basically decided everything that could decompose would be thrown into a pit, which was a, a deep hole I dug in my backyard. So all my food waste went into the pit, including bones. All the waste from my cereal shop also went into the pit. I had noticed a lot of insects and worms in my compost pit and started wondering what I could possibly do with them. Then I remembered Miss Kristen Goku, the proprietor of Mbaito FM, had shared with me how her mother used to grow worms to feed her traditional free range chickens. It is an old African traditional practice for chicken feeds which seem to have been forgotten by many. As an advocate for innovative traditional African farming techniques that work for Africa in the past, I am quick, I was quick to try it out, and certainly was not disappointed. The compost pit is how I ventured into poultry farming. I noticed my neighbors' chickens were constantly in my compound. Secondly, I was getting tired of constantly cleaning after them, especially when my pleas seemed to fall on deaf ears so one day i had emerged out of a shed that was on my on my backyard with so many chicks. i was surprised and also amused because i had not realized my compost pet had led into a new agricultural opportunity of free-range organic chickens was i successful with the free-range chickens well i failed miserably a story for another day my problem is that I had to deal with wild cats, and so I decided I wanted something that would be strong enough to fight cats. So when I saw my sister-in-law's turkey putting a fight with her cat, I realized I had found my solution. So I bought a male and a female turkey from her, and that is how my turkey rearing project started. It has been one interesting learning journey that seemed to to always open up an agribusiness opportunity for me, which I continue to treasure every day. The first night in Nairobi for my free range turkeys was a smooth sale. We arrived in Nairobi at night and so I simply locked them in the kitchen chicken coop I had and left them there and let them out the next day. Being a busy city girl, I forgot I had turkeys and only remembered at night. I quickly ran out only to find that my two turkeys were nowhere to be seen. I was not amused. I had spent a small fortune on them. But luckily, the next day, I found them on top of my neighbor's house. I was not quite sure what to do. But fortunately for me, they were about to to find their way back. I have since realized that turkeys can easily be trained to strip within their confined territory. But I have have had to be careful to remember to guide them to their coop before nightfall because turkeys cannot find their way in the dark. Turkeys like the chickens love the ones from the compost pit. They are free range and 100% organic. They are so organic that they have refused to eat the chicken feed that has been enriched with vitamins and other chemical supplements from my aggravate. They absolutely will not touch or eat any commercial processed animal food. They strictly eat what they feed from my food waste or of course worms continue to be their all-time favorite. I also use the food waste from the cereal shop mostly rice and milk flour which I mix with water then let them feed on it the rest is simply grass i must admit i have seen me cut down on labor costs for a gardener which i don't mind because i grow a lot more grass on my compound because turkeys do eat lots and lots of of grass i've had a few pleasant surprises my compost speed did not certainly did not let me down one morning, I saw a strange plant. At first, I thought it was cassava. Only as I continued to water it, did I realize it was a purple tree. Hey, I'm a city girl. I have never grown a purple tree before. My purple tree eventually grew to give me some nice organic purples, which I sold at the shop. And to date, my customers continue to ask for those purples because they were organic. They were different from what was on the market. What happened to my purple tree? Well, I think I may have overwatered it or termites may have eaten it from the roots because one day it stopped producing fruits and just dropped dead. I'm happy to report a new purple tree has sprouted not very far from where the popo tree was. I don't know, I now know it's not a cassava tree. And I'm being very careful not to overwater it. I make sure that it has enough nutrients. I have since learned that the trees of the, of, the, of the leaves of the tree will always give you clues about the health of your plant. Other plants have also involved from the compost pit, which include a lemon tree, a wild weed, which I thought was groundnuts. Why? I threw some groundnuts on the healthy soil from my compost with the hope that. I would harvest a few groundnuts so when I saw this strange weed crawling all over the healthy compost I thought it was groundnuts only for someone to bust out in laughter <laughs> tearful laughter because what I thought was groundnuts was actually weeds like I said I'm a city girl I have never planted groundnuts before but I like the way the weed was fast spreading so I decided to let it crawl over all over my chicken mesh which I used to fence the turkey coop which much to my surprise has become a very beautiful shade not just for the turkeys but for me as well bones were the final puzzle piece of the puzzle for me in this journey I just couldn't figure out what to do with the bones I kept on wondering should I make necklaces What can I possibly do with the bones? I know there are are some African covers who make nice woodwork from bones, but I just could not figure out what do I do with the bones. Until one night, someone broke into my compound. I unfortunately had the unpleasant experience of running into them as they were making their rounds within my compound. In case you're wondering, what was I doing outside my house at 5 a.m.? Well, I enjoy my early morning prayer walks before the crack of a day. But my confrontation with the intruder has since forced me to confine my prayer walks inside my house. Rhoda is the female dog acquired from that intruder experience and that became my solutions to my brown problem. She loves her bones and has absolutely no problem looking for those bones anywhere, including those in the compost pits that were buried months ago. Not everything in my home is biodegradable. I still have things like cling wrap, certain types of food packages, which I do burn. The good news is there are very few and I'm making progress in eliminating them. Agricultural opportunities are not the only thing that have emerged out of my Clean Africa project. There are certain transformations that I never imagined and there have been so many highlights. First being physical exercise, which I realized I could, I could easily do without having to pay for gym membership or simply doing my brisk work. I have discovered that I can still get physical exercise while exerting the energy and effort in my agribusiness projects. Today, my morning begins with planting seedlings. I'm able to burn the same number of calories as well as attain the same amount of step I was I was attaining during my fitness sessions in the gym. The only difference is one is putting money in my pocket, the other one is taking money out of my pocket. As a businesswoman, cash flows is key to any business venture. Working with seedlings has since become my goal of growing in growing an organic food orchard yes working with seedlings has since become a goal for me of growing an organic fruit orchard something i've always wanted to do my Clean Up Africa project has taught me a lot about growing fruit trees. Most important of all, I'm wondering why, do Afri- why don't Africans simply switch to growing fruit trees instead of constantly having to worry about unpredictable rainfalls. When you look at the intensity and the time African farmers invest in maize and beans, especially those from the semi-arid areas of Africa, I'm wondering if their efforts are not best spent in planting fruit trees instead. But the challenge is many African farmers grow what they have traditionally grown, what they traditionally found their parents growing and great grandparents growing, despite the numerous crop failures and disappointments. Getting an African farmer to change that mindset is difficult and will certainly, but will certainly not keep me from challenging it and championing for an agricultural Africa's agricultural revolution therapy is the second benefit for my clean Africa project planting putting your hands in the soil and just watching plants grow is very therapeutic I'm not sure if it's the full good hormones from the over 7,000 steps and 1, 000, more than one thousand calories burnt but the ability to sit and focus after spending a day is an energy booster more addictive than caffeine the only difference is that it's natural and good for my health this exercise has not been without its share of failures but each failure has sent me to do more research and try new things as i've had to think about natural alternatives i have found myself asking how did our ancestors in the past handle these issues i kept on saying there must be natural solutions to the many challenges i'm facing I have had my share of failures with fruits that had suffered from pesticides or failure due to lack of nutrition i've had to visit the agro and i will be the first to admit i'm not super excited about a lot of the agrochemical products but i have also learned to ask what is the natural alternative what natural foods will provide the same nutrients that i have And I have had to experiment, and much to my surprise, I have had amazing results. Eliminating waste has also allowed me to dream big and think of ways to grow my small urban project into something bigger. It has given birth to bigger dreams such as the reduction of gas pollution in the environment, especially when combined with food security for Africa. Most important of all, it has fueled my passion to continue to champion Africa, to think differently, as a champion for an agricultural revolution that favors Africa. Thank you for listening to me. Please subscribe and follow me on my various social media platforms. Thank you.